Good morning. Come on in and grab a seat. We're going to begin class. Welcome to our 40th class. The plan is review question 39 this morning. And then we'll learn question 40 together. So let's pray and we'll get started. Father in heaven, thank you for this day that you've made. And thank you for the opportunity we have now to come together in this church and to hear your word and to think about what your word reveals to us about you and today especially about prayer. Help us to grasp these things and take them to heart. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's back up to question 36. Let's say these together. What do we believe about the Holy Spirit? That He is God, co-eternal with the Father and the Son, and that God grants Him irrevocably to all who believe. Question 37, how does the Holy Spirit help us? The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin, comforts us, guides us, gives us spiritual gifts and the desire to obey God, and He enables us to pray and to understand God's Word. Question 38, what is prayer? Prayer is pouring out our hearts to God in praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. And now question 39, which we memorized this past week. With what attitude should we pray? With love, perseverance, and gratefulness. In humble submission to God's will, knowing that for the sake of Christ, He always hears our prayers. Okay, any kids memorize this this week? Okay, love, perseverance, and gratefulness in humble submission to God's will, knowing that for the sake of Christ, He always hears our prayers. Okay, so we've got a couple more questions on prayer. And this week we're looking at question 40, what should we pray? So say the answer with me. The whole Word of God directs and inspires us in what we should pray, including the prayer Jesus Himself taught us, which we'll memorize next week if we don't already know it. And the kiddos can memorize this. The whole Word of God directs us in what we should pray. So let's look at some Scripture and let's talk about this question and answer. Ephesians chapter 3, I'll give you as an example, verses 14 through 21. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. So this is Paul, and he is bowing his knees, which means that he is what? He's praying. And so now we're going to hear Paul pray. And here's the thing, the Bible is full of prayers. The Bible is full of prayers. Next week, we'll read exactly how Jesus instructed us to pray. But the Bible has example after example after example of how we should pray. So one of the things that we should do is read those prayers. Like this prayer here that Paul prayed. And this should be something that we should imitate in our own prayer life. 
For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him, he closes his prayer, now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So there were many things that Paul just prayed for in that text. So when we're younger, we start off with pretty simple prayers, right? Rita, you cannot talk. We start off with pretty simple prayers. Uh, God, help me. God, I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive me. God, thank you for... When we're younger or maybe immature as Christians, this is, this is how we pray. Those are wonderful prayers. But as we grow and as we mature, we read the Bible and we learn all the different ways that we might be able to pray and what we can pray. So again, here's what Paul prayed. He, he asked God to that He would grant the Ephesians to be strengthened with power through the Holy Spirit. So, we too can pray that God would strengthen those we love with the Holy Spirit. He also prays that Christ would dwell in their hearts through faith. So we pray, God, give this person faith. Give them more faith. Jesus, through that faith, dwell in their hearts. Deeply, richly. He prays that they would have strength to comprehend. So God, help this person to comprehend. Help them to understand Your Word. Help them to understand the Gospel. Help them to understand Your truth. Those are prayers that we can pray. He prays that they would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. So he's thanking God for His love that surpasses understanding. And he's praying that the Ephesians would be filled with the knowledge of that love. So he's praying that, God, that they would know how much Jesus loves them. And he prays that they would be filled with all the fullness of God. And there's text after text after text. Example after example after example in our Bible that gives us help praying. So what should we pray? The whole Word of God directs and inspires us as we read God's Word and understand who God is. That should motivate and encourage us to pray because we're filled with love and thankfulness and gratitude or we're reminded of our sin. We're reminded of ways that we need help. So it inspires us in what we should pray including the prayer that Jesus Himself taught us. The two commentators with the catechism this week were John Chrysostom and Alistair Begg. And John Chrysostom wrote this, 
Great is the profit to be derived from the sacred scriptures and their assistance is sufficient for every need. In other words, everything we need is in God's word to learn how to talk to God. The divine words, he wrote, indeed are a treasury. God's word is like a treasure trove containing every sort of remedy so that whether one needs to put down pride or to quench the fire of lust or to trample the love of riches or to despise pain or cultivate cheerfulness, acquire patience, everything we need to know how to pray is found in God's word. And then here's some things that Alistair Begg said. But first, I want to recommend these books. This seemed to be a really good opportunity to recommend these books in our library. There's three of them. These are all written by Andrew Case. One is called Prayers for an Excellent Wife. This is for wives. One is called Setting Their Hope in God. This is for moms and dads. And one is called Water of the Word. And this is for husbands. And all this is, is Mr. Case has taken Scripture and turned them into prayers. That's all it is. So what it does is you work through these books, and I have, and they're very helpful. Well, I haven't worked through the one for wives. But I've worked through the other two. It's very helpful because it's taught me and helped me how to turn Scripture into prayer. How to say God's Word back to Him. God, this is your truth, and this is what you say that you're doing. This is what you say that you care about. This is who you say that you are. And so based on that, I'm coming to you now in prayer. So check these books out in our library. Water of the Word, Setting Their Hope in God, Prayers of an Excellent Wife. Very helpful in praying Scripture back to God. Okay, Alistair Begg, he, he wrote this. When we're asking what we should pray about, we instinctively turn to the Bible because it's the Bible that inspires us and directs us. So whether it's Jesus reminding us that we should always pray and not faint or Paul reminding the Philippians not to be anxious about anything, it is the Bible that keeps us on track. As we pray, we're, using, we're really asking God to bring our lives and the lives of others into line with His purposes. And when we pray in that way, we're able to pray with confidence. So, we can pray for our world. That men and women might come to believe the gospel. We can pray for workers to be sent into the harvest field, as Jesus said. We can pray for the work of the gospel in our own lives. That we might become holy and joyful and thankful. And when we do all of this, we need to remember that God is far more willing to bless us than we are even to take the time to ask Him. That was a conviction for me. He said, when we do all of this, read God's Word, pray based on what we read God's word, in God's Word, we need to remember, he wrote, that God is far more willing to bless us than we are even to take the time to ask Him. As Jesus said in Matthew 7, 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Okay, let's say it one more time together. And then I'll pray. Question 40. What should we pray? The whole Word of God directs and inspires us in what we should pray. 
including the prayer Jesus himself taught us. So let's pray now. Father in heaven, thank you for these words we read in Ephesians today. And thank you for this helpful truth that you have taught us everything we need to be taught through your word, including about prayer. And that it is your word that encourages us and motivates, inspires us to come to you in prayer. And then when it comes to what we should pray, your word also directs us and leads us. So thank you for your word and thank you for hearing our prayers. We pray these things in Jesus name. Amen.